This is Frank DiCaro, author of The Dead Celebrity Cookbook, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, welcome once again to On Screen and Beyond, your weekly look at what's coming your way as far as movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm Brian Zemreich, your host, and this is episode 183 of On Screen and Beyond. And this week we had a great guest coming your way. Frank DeCaro is coming on. He's the comedian who played the outrageous, flamboyant movie critic... On The Daily Show for six and a half years. Almost seven years he was on there, and he made us laugh every day. And he's going to be coming on On Screen and Beyond in just a few minutes right here. And he has a new book out. It is called The Dead Celebrity Cookbook. Now, if you get a chance, pick this one up because it has got some great recipes. But not only that, but if, uh, of course, you're listening to On Screen and Beyond, you are a fan of movies and TV and all that sort of stuff. He's got a lot of uh, celebrity tidbits in here. That, uh, it's just a fascinating book. It's a great little thing to pick up. And, of course, we have a link right on On Screen and Beyond where you can click it and go get it. So Frank will be coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But we are going to be getting into Remake Madness coming up in just a second. But I want to remind you, if you get a chance, like us on Facebook. Go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Go down to the bottom. We have a link right there that will connect you with us on Facebook. And you can become a friend of ours and all that other stuff that you do out there. So if you get a chance, do that. And uh, it's just about time. It's time to find out what's coming your way as far as remakes. Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, rumors are out that Robert Downey Jr. may star in Perry Mason as Warner Brothers thinks about reviving the character onto the big screen. And you can look for a talking horse. That's right. The 60s Mr. Ed is about to become a big screen remake. So watch out for that. And Kiefer Sutherland says the script for 24 movie is close to being finished. And Jack Bauer may return. So get ready for that. That's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as other movies. Originals right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming movies, well, Aaron Eckhart will star in The Drummer. It's a biopic about the life of Brian Wilson, one of the founding members of the Beach Boys. And Ben Stiller will play an American consultant working in the U.K. to help a ghost rental company get back on its feet. And the film is called Rent-A-Ghost. And it's bound to happen. The biopic of Steve Jobs is in the works from Sony. That's about it for upcoming movies. Next on, on Screen and Beyond, we take a peek. At Sequel City, what's coming away as far as sequels? Sequel City, well, talks are going on for a sequel to Transformers 3, and if all goes well, Transformers 4 will include Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg once again, and the sequel Piranha 3DD, which we've talked about in the past on the show, has been put on hold indefinitely. And a prequel to The Adventures of Pinocchio is in the works. It's from the book The Misfortunes of Geppetto. 
and it might just be coming our way. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a look at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV on DVD, well, season two of Here Comes the Brides will come our way in 2012, along with Policewoman season two, The Rookies season two, and SWAT season two. It all comes your way from Shout Factory. And you can look for The Tall Man with Barry Sullivan and Clue Gulliger. It's from Timeless Media, and it arrives with all 75 Western tales coming away on December 6th. And The Boardwalk Empire season one lands... On DVD and Blu-ray on January 10th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies coming your way on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD, well, Colin Farrell. And Fright Night comes your way on DVD and Blu-ray on December 13th. And The Debt shoots onto DVD and Blu-ray on December 6th. And look for Final Destination 5 to arrive on December 27th. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a chat with none other than comedian Frank DeCaro, who, of course, was for six, almost seven years on The Daily Show as the flamboyant movie critic who just cracked us up all the time. He's going to be coming up in just a few minutes. He's going to be talking about uh, that. He'll also be talking about his new book, The Dead Celebrities Cookbook. What better can we talk about as we get closer and closer to Halloween? And uh, if you get a chance, check this out, because it is quite a book. It's not just about uh, recipes. It's got little fun facts about stars and all, all kinds of different people in there. And it's all great fun. And uh, check that out at On Screen and Beyond. We have a link. You can get right to it. Frank is coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is a comedian who we enjoyed for seven years on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and he is now the host of his own weekday show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. He has a new book out called The Dead Celebrities Cookbook. It's Frank DeCaro. Frank, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with my dead celebrities. <laughs> a whole coffin full. I got a lot. So. Well, when you, how did you come up with the idea for this book? Well, I had gone to a party when I was in college that a friend threw called the Dead Celebrity Party. And this was many moons ago. And I went as, as uh, the naturalist, uh, uh, Ewell Gibbons, who said his big line, he used to sell grape nuts on TV, mm -hmm, a spokesperson, and he would say, many parts of a pine tree are edible. And so I went as him, because he died, apparently, from eating a pine tree or not eating steak, maybe, was the thing. I don't know, but he, he was gone, so I went as him. And that sort of planted the seed years ago, because the one thing missing from our party was uh, dead celebrity recipes. Mm -hmm. And so over the years, as someone who's an avid flea market uh, shopper and also someone who adores uh, 
going to uh, onto eBay and and buying things late at night, I had collected all these out of print cookbooks and magazines with celebrity recipes and newspaper clippings and pamphlets and giveaway things and booklets that came inside microwaves when you bought them in the 70s. It was all these things, and it was either uh, uh, do something with all of it or get cast on hoarders. So I, I, I made this cookbook, and that's kind of where it came from. Hmm. It's interesting because um, we've had a lot of guests on On Screen and Beyond, and one of them was Larry Minetti. I don't know if you remember Larry from Magnum P.I.? Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, he, and he's a good cook, right? Y- yes, and, and actually he had a book about you know his time on, well, actually his whole career, uh, but also, of course, on Magnum. And he also had a, a chapter on celebrity recipes that people enjoyed that he's he's met with. So when I saw your book, it was like, Okay, yours is, is a huge difference because it's a whole book about those things. But it was interesting because I've tried some of the recipes on uh, the one that Larry had, and I'm definitely going to try some of the ones that you have in your book. Some of them are really good, the recipes, and some of them are a little scary, and I've been very honest about all of that in, have, in the book. Have and you tried every single one of them? Not every one. I, I, because of the time uh, crunch to get the book finished from when they, they said they wanted it to... Uh, when they said it was due, mm-hmm. uh, which if you've never written a book, I have to tell you, you go from, oh, my God, I have a book deal, to, oh, my God, I have a book deadline in less than 12 hours, okay? Mm. It just wears <laughs> off, and suddenly, like, this thing is due, you know, and then yeah. you you faint a little bit. But um, So I, I tried as many of them as I could, but some you'll know what's kind of creepy and what's kind of delicious right. when you read along. <laughs> and of the ones that I, that I made, I certainly was very honest about what was yummy and what was the... Less than yummy, let's say. Yeah. Well, I'm leery about the, the Liberace sticky buns. because <laughs> they were the, That's my favorite recipe really? in the book. I, Liberace <laughs> sticky buns. Look, if anyone knew his way around sticky buns, it was Liberace, okay? <laughs> the man liked a breakfast treat. So he, uh, you know, knew how to make them, and, uh, and they're quite good. They're more fun. I always say they're more fun than crescent rolls deserve to have. Really? You know? <laughs> they're yummy. How did you decide? I mean, I'm, I'm sure, what, there's more than 145, correct? Right. Yeah, it was 150, but then a few of them came back to life. No, there were a few. <laughs> a few of them were just we we were just like we had a cut for space. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how did you decide? I'm sure you had many more than 150 even that, even then, right? I'm about 125 recipes into volume two, and they haven't even decided if they want a volume two. Wow. So, uh, I, but uh, I went about choosing people that I was truly. Uh, enamored of uh, people I just thought were terrific, and, and people who I wanted current readers to know that they existed, and that uh, that they were these performers that I've chosen really were the shoulders upon which contemporary performers stand. And, oh, yeah. and I that's kind of the the real reason for my writing the book was I was meeting people, particularly young people, who had never heard of any of these performers or or the great bulk of them anyway, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to make sure that they were remembered. I'm one of those people. I'm not a morbid person, but I read the obituaries every day. And when I, you make sure you're not in them. That's the old joke. But um, you know, I, I always look, and I, and I'm always um, amazed at at people's accomplishments. And yeah. and I wanted to sort of uh, just remind people who. 
some of these character actors were and some of these mm-hmm. singers. When I hear there are people who don't know who Dusty Springfield is, and I think she's one of the greatest voices of the 20th century, oh, yeah. and, and they don't know who she is, I, I just kind of, a little piece of me dies inside. And so I'm hoping they'll read this and read about her, her banana pudding and say, <laughs> you know, um, well, I don't know if I'm going to make that, but he raves about her records, and I'm now I'm going to go check them out. Right. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of celebrities in there. It's, it's, I mean, looking at, you have a whole set... I, okay, one thing I notice is that you do have, uh, you've dedicated a lot of the book uh, a section to Lucy. I, Lucy got her own chapter, because whenever yeah. I think about getting in trouble with food, I think about Lucy. I mean, the woman was, a, you know, she was attacked by a giant loaf of bread, and she <laughs> lost a contact lens in, you know, in a chocolate uh, cake. She had, you know, switched pies at the last minute at a, at a contest. She, you know, I think... Uh, Popover batter attacked her. She she had a lot of things happen right. to her. A lot of food over these. She had little food problems, and let's not forget the candy factory, right? Where, you know, the the uh, the brawl in the uh, uh, in the the vat where she was stomping grapes. I mean, Lucy had her food issues, and so <laughs> I thought it was important that we sort of uh, dedicate a chapter to her. And she, for someone who gave interviews and said that she didn't really care about food, she left behind an awful lot of recipes. Hmm. Yeah. So how did you find? All the individual, you know, people's favorites and or recipes that they had. Well, the, I, you know, you'd go, I would go through these these pamphlets, these books, these, you know, all the. I would shake the dust off them and sort of look at them, and mm-hmm. there there would be a recipe by this person, and then I would, you know, I thought, well, how are we going to put these together? You know, because it's not that the recipes in the book didn't exist before; right. it's that they weren't put together in a way that seemed modern and interesting mm-hmm. to me. And so that's really what I was trying to do yeah. with the book. But you'd find, and oh, when last Christmas, I mean, you know, it, it seems like, you know, just such a short time ago, but I, a friend uh, who's an antique dealer sent me uh, a Christmas card, and it was extra thick, and I was like, what's going on? And I opened it up, and inside was a supermarket flyer from a Midwestern uh, grocery store, and uh, in it was this Thing. And I looked, and I turned the page, and there, from about 1970 or thereabouts, was a picture and, and a recipe, and it was Yvonne de Carlo's Exotic Chicken Ecstasy. Wow. And I was beside myself, because she's my TV mom. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I grew up thinking I was one of the monsters, and um, <laughs> and if you've ever met me, you'd know that's true. And um, But, uh, I, you know, I, I loved her, and I didn't have any monsters recipes, and then there was this... Uh, you know this gift from my friend in Detroit who had sent it to me, and I was mm-hmm. I was truly uh, uh, thankful and beside myself with yeah. it. It's funny you mentioned the Munsters because about uh, just a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Eddie Munster on the show. <laughs> oh, he has a new video. It's like his first video in ages. Yes, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and some of the people are fairly recently have passed. Uh, I noticed you have like. Uh, Tom Bosley is in there. Yeah, well, we, the the most recent was Peter Falk. When that happened, Peter we were Falk. like, we have to get him in the detectives chapter, and so I kind of made people at the at, at my publisher pull their hair out a little bit because I'm sure I drove them crazy because it was so late, and I was like, we have to put Peter Falk in. Yeah. And so we dug up a recipe, looked around, and I was like, I looked through all of my sources, and I was like, uh oh, uh, pork chops with vinegar peppers, we're done, you know. So I got that right in. And, I was lucky enough to have met him and and uh, and, the, and and Yvonne DiCarlo as well. I mean, a number of the people in in the book I, I did get a chance to meet, and uh, and I was really taken with them, and and I hope that this 
keeps their name out there and their memory alive. Yeah, there's so many. One, one, one that I'm going to definitely try is uh, Patrick Swayze's Chicken Pot Pie. <laughs> that sounds yes, good. poor Patrick Swayze. You know, sometimes a, a performer passes away, and you, and only then do you realize how crazy you are about them. Mm-hmm. And even though you're a fan, you know, uh, in the regular sense, you realize that, my God, we really loved him. You know, when he, when he was gone, we were like, this was a huge deal. I think the same was true. Uh, and he has a recipe in the book as well for Sonny Bono. I don't think any, we thought, oh, he's a funny-looking guy with a mustache, and, you know, <laughs> who cares about him? It's all Cher. And then when he was gone, it was like, oh, my God, Sonny Bono. Yeah. And it was it was really sad. And, uh, and you know, and, and he he liked his food, and he was Italian like me, and, and he had to get in the Dead Celebrity Cookbook. I was like, i got to put Sonny Bono in it. And he wrote amazing songs. I mean, it's like however good his tomato sauce and you know, recipe was for on spaghetti. You have to admit the man could write a song that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's uh, you know, it's 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 almost more about the person to me than it is about whether you make the, uh, the his pasta or not. Yeah. Well, I was looking at at, at all the different people in here, and you you mentioned that you know these were your people you grew up with. So I take it that you're a fan of a lot of these people. Uh, like I noticed Alice Ghostly. Now that's a not not a huge name, but uh, I know the name. I I know, recognize Alice Ghostly. Oh, Esmeralda from from uh, Bewitched. Bewitched, and, you know, and then Bernice Clifton from uh, from Designing Women. I mean, how could you know? That's two pop culture, uh, you know, crowning achievements, if you ask me. Are you a big fan of of uh, old movies and TV? Oh, I it's I would I, there was a period there where I was getting yelled at because I said I don't want to watch anything unless I'm in it or half the cast is dead. I, was, <laughs> I just. It was. I only wanted to watch old stuff, but I'm. I'm trying to keep as current as possible. But yeah, I adore vintage television and vintage movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed uh, you got uh, Dom DeLuise on here too. Dom, I love a good fat guy. He was so funny and such a good actor and such a good comedian and a really good cook. Yeah. So I thought, well, we got to get him in there as well. And he, you know, he he wrote any number of cookbooks, and uh, and I just. I thought he was hilarious. I I think when he plays Buddy, the director in in uh, Blazing Saddles, is about one of the funniest <laughs> yes. portrayals. It just kills me. And he's really good in a movie called Fatso, yes, which I talk yeah. about that that Anne Bancroft, who's also in the book, uh, that she um, uh, had directed and written and directed. And I just love that movie, and he's really good in it. Yeah, I had a chance to work with Dom back uh, a few years back on an animated film. Uh, doing the voiceovers and and Dom was such a riot. He he was just just an amazing actor. Yeah, and a pussycat, and such a lovely man. You know, I mean, it's just you look at me like what a sweetheart. You know, yeah. and and uh, yeah, he he was uh, something else. I, I'm really I, I part of you. Know, you don't want to be too mired in the past, but you look at some of these people, particularly these character actors, and you think they don't make them like that anymore. Right? You know, they're yeah. for they're pretty amazing. Or even the the women who were in the the chapter on the Oscars. You know, where it's, it's you, know, you look at people like. Like Betty Davis with her red flannel hash and Joan Crawford and her poached salmon. It's like I don't think they make women like that anymore. I mean, they're just so incredible. And you, Bogey is in there and John Wayne and James I know because I thought and... I thought the the He Man needed a chapter. I thought if I was going to have a you know a chapter uh, in there on these these strong women, I needed a good He Man chapter. Even Superman, George Reeves. I got to put him in there. <laughs> yes. And someone just got in touch with me and and uh, they they said. I don't know if you've made the cookies, but I have, and they're incredible. So now I know what I have to, to do over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, that, it's, it's an amazing compilation of, of 
different different recipes and uh, and personalities. I mean, I you know, I, part of me was like, thought it was a little cuckoo. You know, the idea of like, let's do a chapter of the five big Batman villains. You know, mm-hmm. but but they, I went and I looked back, and I, and my suspicions of that they were a little all a little nutty about food. There were more things on that 1960s Batman show that involved food. You know, whether it was a you know a, a pie that was uh, you know had uh, you know, was a doped pie or something, or, yeah. or you know, some crazy thing, or a giant cookbook, or they were going to be made into frosty freezies. Right. You know, it was always some crazy <laughs> food, that, or dissolved in in an acid coffee, and you know, in a giant coffee cup. I mean, the stuff that happened on there was was wild. Batgirl almost drowns in caviar. You know, right. they're, they're yeah. nutty on there with food. Yeah. So, so how long did it take to from the point where you knew you were going to start doing this? To completion, how long did it take you? I would say twenty years, and then six months. So okay. <laughs> twenty years compiling things, and then six months of putting the book together. Mm-hmm. But we were noodling it right up until almost the beginning of September. I, I was shocked when they were when they said, you know, we we closed it once we we got Peter Falk in there, and then suddenly they were like, well, the book we have copies of the book, and it's like, but I just, you know, how did you do that that quickly? But uh, it's amazing what uh, you know can be done when they've got to get it done in a hurry, yeah. and yeah, they was, got it right out there. Yeah, I was but surprised. It was about six months of of um, trying some recipes and writing it up and learning about these stars and to see what I knew and what I didn't and and what I remembered, whether I remembered it correctly, and and you know, that's part of it too because sometimes you have to go back and check because the way you remember a line or the way you remember um, mm. uh, you know a, a, a TV series or something, you've got to go back and. And uh, make sure you, that your memory isn't playing tricks on you. Right. But what? But you know, the idea that you get to go watch a couple of episodes of Bewitched as your research—that's pretty great. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, there are way worse things than I have to go find the episode where they they uh, meant to make a Napoleon and instead conjured up Napoleon Bonaparte. Right. You know, there are way worse <laughs> things than having to sit through that. Huh. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, so your mind is still currently going on with a, a possibility of a, a book two if, if it gets to that point? Oh, I want to do a second book. I want to do a second book, a third book. And I want to do, <laughs> well, I've well, got you know, a lot of ideas. Is, there's always going to be somebody, you know, <laughs> that's, that's coming into the, the, the realm of dead celebrities, you know, unfortunately. I, yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, I'm hoping that my, that my book will uh, be a fact of life uh, like death and taxes, right. you know. But um, <laughs> it's, it's strange, though, because part of me thinks, you know, you, you start, it's one thing to say, well, you knew... Brett Summers from the match game. Do you think you could, you know, did she ever give you a recipe? And there's another when you want to say to a celebrity, you know, you're getting up there. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do you think you could 
give me your recipe for uh, you know for Christmas cookies, and I'll just hang on to it. You know, I don't I don't want to turn into the the you know the the uh, the kitchen reaper, you know. But uh, I, <laughs> Frank, the con- okay. Now here we go. We, lawyers are always known as ambulance chasers, but here's Frank running down the street when he sees an ambulance. Yeah, oh, please, I'm with a with a spatula in my hand. You know, is that awful or what? But uh, I never said the kitchen reaper before. But now I think I may have to put that on my business card. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, um, the book. Uh, where can people get the book? Well, they can go to deadcelebritycookbook.com, and they can also go to barnesandnoble.com. They can go to amazon.com, and believe it or not, walmart.com has it. So, uh, and there are the links to all that is available on deadcelebritycookbook.com, and they can fan it on Facebook. They can go there and uh, and. I, I love my favorite thing is a lot of people who listen to my radio show on Sirius XM will take a picture of themselves with the book or eat, some of you have made little videos uh, there was one guy running through uh, a, a field gets to a trailer uh, a, a trailer home walks in opens the oven and there's my book you know and it was very funny that he made this little movie for me and uh, they post it on there so that's fun to do on Facebook ah, so and we're also going to put a link right on our site so people can just click right on it and it'll take them you know so they can purchase the book and uh give them a chance to to get it right off and uh, it's a it's a very interesting book because it's not just we, we you know we've been talking about the the uh recipes and things but there's a lot of fun facts in there too yeah a lot of little tidbits as they sort of little things to to munch on so to speak uh, in the book uh, that you may or may not know about the celebrities and and it's an appreciation of each one and some and it's a highly personalized one sometimes too i mean there there are movies that are that are dreadful that I adore that I tell people to watch you know yeah. i mean uh, I, you, it, you know it doesn't only have to be uh you know Betty Davis in uh, the letter you can also you know you want to see Betty Davis in who's afraid of baby Jane too right you yeah. know so it's there's things that are a little more sorted that you say you should watch this you'll be surprised how funny it is or or uh, or how it holds up or or whatever but uh, there's a lot yeah you know, a lot of of uh, in there for your you know not more than just the recipe right yeah. yeah and what about your favorite of all the recipes that you've tried so far what, what what's your your favorite i particularly liked for and i think for a, for a, a cold winter's night this is going to come in very handy uh, harriet nelson's favorite chicken now it should come with a defibrillator let me give you that <laughs> let me give you that disclaimer but it's uh you get boneless breast of chicken and you get uncooked rice not minute rice uncooked rice and you mix the rice with a can of cream of chicken soup a can of cream of mushroom soup and a can of cream of celery soup mm-hmm. and then you add cream and melted butter and you mix it all together put your chicken breasts on top of it and then cook it and it all kind of comes together and um, it is the most comforting dish. It is so good, and I'm sure you can die from it. But it's—I don't think it's what killed Harry Nelson, but I, but I do. But you, you know, it's 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 rich. Mm-hmm. However, uh, on a cold night, uh, it's it's a tummy warmer. I'll tell you. It sounds like it's an easy easy thing to make too. Yeah, it's, a lot of the recipes are fairly easy. Although Sebastian Cabot has a crepe thing in there that I just I admire anyone who's going to try that recipe but you're a better person than i am because it's that's too much work now, i think it? you started it and then you just you start and then you just think you know what we're going to call and order a pizza and that, <laughs> and that's the end of it because it's just it's too much work now wasn't he a chef or something too 
Well, he did. I know he. I don't know if he's a chef in real life, but I do know he he was quite uh, convincing on Family Affair. Right. Yeah, of course. And he did. On the, there's one episode that I talk about in the book where he he played a spokesperson for uh, for Marmalade. And uh, and he he gets up there and everyone's like oh you're the face of this marmalade and then he finally tastes it and he's like oh my god it's horrible so then his career his sort of burgeoning uh, spokesperson career is is cut short but uh, it's, uh, it's you know it's pretty fun I, I try and uh, and and talk about not only the real person but also sort of the persona that we know them best for yeah have you always been interesting in writing. I was. I started as a journalist. That was my. I before I had my midlife crisis and decided to become a performer. I uh, was uh, a, a journalist. I used to write a column for the New York Times, a style section, and I wrote a column for New York Newsday for years. And in a previous life, I was a fashion editor, and I went to the, all the fashion capitals of the world and, and wrote about the collections. And and now you'd never believe it because I'm always in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> so it was a whole other life ago. But uh, I did that too. But yeah, no, I was a, I was trained as a journalist. And oh, so what? Got bitten by the bug for performing once I got cast on The Daily Show. Is that, that, is that, how did you get The Daily Show job? I was writing for someone who went from being the editor of a magazine I was writing for to uh, being a writer on The Daily Show. And no one was watching it in those days. It was, John hadn't come over and just to, you know, and it had been on about a month and a half. And he said, you should come on and talk about movies. And I was like, sure. He said, I don't even know if the show's going to go, but you should come on. And so I went on, and then six and a half years later, uh, uh, you know, I, I wound up a, an incredibly long run on the show. Right, yeah. So it was, uh, there are way worse places to start a, a TV or show business career than The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, with right. or without Jon Stewart. <laughs> I was very, very lucky that it worked out the way it did, and I was very blessed that so many people... Uh, were enthusiastic about the ridiculous, uh, over-the-top character that I, I got to be on there. God, I had fun doing that. Yeah, it looked like it was fun. It looks like you were having a good time. Oh, it was just to say all. It's it's mo- so much more fun to to be the to portray someone who says awful things about celebrities than actually be someone who uh, is you know kind of an awful person. But it was really fun to play. It yeah. was real, he was a horrible movie reviewer. I'll tell you, what, a, <laughs> what an evil fella. You know, anyone who who can go see a movie called What Women Want and then say, who cares? And that's it. And that was the whole review. You know, That's a pretty awful person. But it was really fun to play that guy. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. We had a good time watching it. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, just a couple more questions left here. Um, this takes us away from your book and everything else. But you personally, what is your favorite TV shows of all time? Of all, my favorite TV show, I mentioned it before, is The Monsters, and it's frightening that I, I looked at that show and I thought, oh my God, this is my family. And other people look at the Brady Bunch or they look at, uh, you know, uh, Father Knows Best. I looked at The Monsters and I thought, oh my God, if we'd had more money, we would have been the Adams family. But since <laughs> we didn't, we were the Monsters. And uh, it so reminded me of uh, where I was growing up, including uh, that uh, my grandmother was uh, sort of, to me, was like a mad scientist in the kitchen. And she would play along and she would say, I'm going down to the dungeon, which was Grandpa's laboratory. (laughs) And uh, so she would play along with that. So I always thought that was kind of great. I love that. Um, uh, I love the Golden Girls, but everybody loves the Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved Batman, the 60s series. Uh, it's kind of all there in the Dead Celebrity Cookbook. It's, you get a sense of everything I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Um, I think I've spent a career as a as a writer justifying my obsessions, and uh, you know, so you, I usually figure out a way to write about something I'm collecting, something I'm obsessed with watching, uh, someone I'm dying to meet. Um, 
that, that's pretty much what it's been. And, and the radio show has been that too. I, I had uh, the other day. I had the reunited cast of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ah, yes. Yeah. You know, and you're standing there, and you're like shaking hands with an Oompa Loompa and <laughs> and Charlie Bucket, and then uh, you're comparing notes on selfishness with the Veruca Assault. It's pretty amazing. Huh, yeah. So what about movies? What What's your favorite movies of all time? We were just talking about this now, My because fa- we, we're getting ready for our, our big Halloween uh, show that we're going to do on Sirius XM. And um, I, I said to my intern that I'm working with how much I love Young Frankenstein. I'm a big fan of, of uh, a couple of... There's a, a trio of Mel Brooks films that I love. I love Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and High Anxiety. I'm, I adore them. I love the Woody Allen comedy... Um, Love and Death, I think, is amazing. I've seen that probably more times than I've seen any other movie. Mm-hmm. I love Douglas Sirk. I'm a big fan of his, and I, I like uh, All That Heaven Allows uh, and uh, Imitation of Life and uh, and anything of his that I can get my hands on. Uh, I love to watch those. I love dreadful movies like Showgirls and Glitter, I think, are hysterical. I Sometimes movies that are so bad that they're brilliant um, are the best. And I always tell people, uh, and I've gotten to meet uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, Berkeley as well, uh, and uh, and said, I said, you know, I fall, I said, now that I'm middle-aged, I fall asleep when I'm watching things. And I said, but if you put Showgirls on, I don't even blink, okay? And it's over two <laughs> hours. You don't even blink during Showgirls because you're just like, oh, my God. You know, it's, it's a shocking moment. No matter how many times I watch it, I'm blown away at, at the lurid um, <laughs> nature of that film. I'm like, you're kidding me. Aren't they making Showgirls 2? I they hope make so. It or... I, I think they should. Anything they can do to perpetuate that is okay. Yeah, I me. think they were. Either they were going to or did, or I'm not sure, but uh, I know I've mentioned it on the show before. And I, <laughs> I just... yeah. and it's, you know, it's interesting. I, I um, Because it's, it's Halloween and my taste often runs to uh, to the macabre sometimes, I was just watching an old Todd Browning film that, of course, now I'm not going to remember the name of, but it was all about uh, a, a, a circus performer who supposedly didn't have any arms and uh, and instead, um, is it The Unknown? What is the name? Maybe it's The Unknown. Maybe that's the name of it. But, the, the, he, uh, but it turns out he did have arms and he, was, he had murdered somebody and he was going to get caught. And so, oh, it was so good. And it was silent. Mm. It was 1925. Wow. And I thought... I'm watching a silent movie that, and it's gripping, you know. And it, it just reminds me when, whenever I hear somebody say, well, "I can't watch any films in black and white," or "I can't watch a silent movie," it's like you just um, you want to use the Woody Allen line, you know, you know, where is a sock of manure when you need it? You know, you just want to smack them. It's just, it's you just like how you know people who say I can't watch a black and white movie. It's, it's, there's a name for that, stupid. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's it's it's just it amazes me because you're missing out on on so much stuff. Oh, I think yeah. it's important to keep current, but I also think you need to know where where things came from, and, and I try and dedicate myself to, uh, to to learning about stuff. And if somebody says, well, you know, this had a huge... You love that movie. Well, you've... You know, this had a huge influence on this director. Well, then it's your, you know, your obligation to sort of go and seek that out and find out more, uh, you know, what's going on. Right, yeah. And, and what was influencing that. I, you know, I love, whenever I was a huge, and am a huge fan of John Waters, and, you know, if you find out 
you know, where he'll say, oh, my God, I watched this uh, Brazilian bombshell movie and, uh, you know, and it totally cop stuff for, for when we were when I was working with Divine and Female Trouble. And, and then you go watch it, and sure enough, you know, it's amazing uh, to see what his influences were. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and also it's good to have a good friend. Anybody who will sort of tell you, you're, you know, when they say you're going to die when you see this movie, you know, and it's like something you've never heard of. So. And, and, of course, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hmm, is this person a celebrity so I can turn around and get a recipe from them before they right, die? Right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, but it's, you know, I have uh, we have a, 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 our movie critic loves The Stranger the Better, but he's always turning me on to something. And, mm. you know, he's got, um, I think it's called, the, it's the, not The Mystery of Lila Claire. It's something of Lila Claire, and it's, it's a, a Robert Aldrich movie, the guy who did uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and Hush Hush Sweet yep. Charlotte. And I've never seen it or even heard of it. And, and so I just got my hands on a copy. And I was like, ooh, I have to, this is going to be fun. Well, Frank, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. This is this has been a lot of fun because I, I enjoy listening or talking with somebody about movies and TV and mixing in the food with it is fun too. But we got to eat, or you'll end up, you know, pa- passing out while yeah. the movie before the end. You have to eat. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. As I said to you earlier on, anyone who takes any interest in anything I do is okay by me. <laughs> So thank you so very much, and continued success with your show. And I want to thank Frank DeCaro so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, he's a great guest, and you want to check out his book, The Dead Celebrity Cookbook, okay? And it's, a, it's got a lot of recipes. If you like to cook, you know, there's some, some really neat things in there. And uh, like I, in, in our talk, we were talking about it. And uh, it, some of them are very easy and quick to make. You know, you throw it together, put it in the oven, and cook it. You know, and you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. And there's others that, you know, like he was saying, that's going to take you some time. But uh, if you get a chance, to check it out. It's a good book, and you can link to it right here at onscreenandbeyond.com. We have a link you can connect to it. So if uh, you want to, you can check it out in our book nook, too. I just want to remind you of that. And uh, emails. I love hearing from you. Thank you for doing that and uh, emailing us and talking with us. And I uh, want to thank you for your suggestions, even though uh, it turns out that some of them actually qualify for Frank's book, unfortunately, if you know what I mean. And uh, But if you do have a suggestion, uh, we're glad to, to hear from you. Email us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. See what I can do about getting that person on. And that's about it. That's a wrap for this show. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care.